Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know, uh, one of the unfortunate uh, sides of reality that we're forced to uh, deal with, one of the uh, unpleasant unpleasant symptoms of um, living in a capitalist society uh, is that they... Um, is that people often use um, use buzzwords and technology to to um, trick others into thinking that their um, simple products are more uh, uh, are more advanced than they actually are. Like, um, have you have you ever seen like uh, the use of nano in uh, say makeup commercials? Like, uh, oh, our uh, our, our uh, nano exfoliation um, is gonna make uh, you look uh, way super younger than uh, than you did before you put this cream on your face, bitch. If it was actually nanotechnology, uh, when it says anti-aging you would literally be getting younger and uh i don't use the word literally in the dumb way ladies and gentlemen this is the world according to kyle podcast ow it's good to be back folks um it is very good to be back here you know Doing my thing, doing my thing on the internet, digit fully digitized, ready to rock. Uh, and life has been pretty hectic lately. Uh, and uh, you know, I've been tweeting a lot recently, and uh, and that's how I know that that's how I really know that I need to do a pod is uh, when I start tweeting more than once or twice a day. That's usually a good sign that uh, that it's time to do a podcast. And um, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of hecticness, um, that's kind of the reason why I haven't um, uploaded in the last couple weeks. Is uh, had a lot of crazy shit going on um, recently. I had to move locations. I had to uh, find another place to rent in um the beautiful city of uh toronto uh and um i did end up having to eat a month of rent to uh get a place that really suited me that a a place that i really liked but it was totally worth it um kind of sucks because i have like just now like an overflow of ideas and topics that uh a backlog of shit that uh i really need to start covering um i'm starting to get to the point where doing a podcast every week is uh is not only sustainable but uh necessary um 
necessary to uh, to be able to um, to be able to make sure I'm uh, touching on all the things that uh, that I need to be touched, not in the literally way. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um, before before we get into it, let's uh, let's real quick. Um, do a little housekeeping. Find me on uh, all your um, internet platforms. You can catch me on YouTube at Kyle Max, on Twitter at Kyleverse, on Instagram at KyleMax86, on Facebook at KyleMax, and on Reddit at TWA2K. If you got questions for the pod, slide into one of my fantastic DMs and ask me there. As for the show, you can catch me on YouTube. You can catch me on your following podcast platforms. iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Cast, Box, Deezer, Podcast, Attic, Podchaser, and Geo Savan. Now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, I've been going through some shit lately. Not just the whole moving thing. Um... You know, there's just kind of some things in my life that uh, I really don't know if they would benefit uh, talking about to the rest of you. They're just so um, they're just so detached from kind of the normal uh, human experience, and I don't quite know how to um, how to really relay that. And uh, and if there is anything that uh, that an audience could be able to possibly derive, um, from it. I think, uh, maybe as thing, uh, things are a little fresh now. Um, and, uh, I want to be able to see, uh, how they develop. I'm not one to just kind of, uh, react to things. I, you know, I like to stew, stew on things and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, bring it down to a simmer and, uh, kind of see, uh, see where I'm at from, from there. And, um, you know, I just had one of those kind of like, uh, you know, life happens events and, um, and I, and I don't think it would really serve real well for me to getting, uh, getting into it while it's so fresh. But what I do want to say about, um, about uh, dealing with uh, something difficult, uh, dealing with a difficult life event that, um, you know, people can't really say, oh, yeah, everything's fine. They just kind of got to go, yeah, that's that's tough and say, hey, you know, uh, you'll you'll get over it sometime. So. What I wanted to what I wanted to relay is I you know I want to kind of have a bro down here and uh, this is for my bros here is like don't overestimate your ability to uh, cope with really tough shit that's happening uh, in your life. Um, give yourself some time uh, and because you might like. There's a lot of this macho, like, uh, you know, nothing can phase me and, uh, just go in the gym and work out and your problems will, uh, go away, you know, um, give yourself some time because 
you're always the most um the most vulnerable in those in those times where you might not know it but uh you ha- can have like a a uh, explosive reaction to something and nobody else around you really knows kind of what you're going through and uh no and, and um you know everybody wants to uh, get up during the day and look normal and be normal but if you're going through kind of like a, a pit of despair at, at the moment uh, you know people yeah, not everybody is so um, intuitive where they can see uh, or understand some uh, some of the, uh, the signs and the signals that people who are going through uh, trouble uh, expose via um body language or um or communication so overestimate for these things um don't underestimate for these things uh you know i i had to take a i had to take a day uh half a day off work and there was some important work that i made i needed to make sure that i got done and um and, and yeah, those are the times where you can make um, make compounding mistakes where, uh, you know, you're already in a shit mood. And and, and this happened to my buddy when, uh, you know, um, they said that uh, he said that he was supposed to get a loan on this day and he planned it for the planned it for this day and planned all this shit and it didn't come in and it was going to be and, and it was going to be late. And then all of a sudden, you know, that same day he uh, he backs into somebody's car. It's like um shit like that like you want to you want to overestimate your ability to um uh to um how do i want to say this to manage to manage uh stressful situations so that's my bro down uh for the podcast is have you know in in light of all this macho guy stuff and i'm definitely not a uh i'm not a beta uh, male guy, you know, I like dude shit, but I just want to say that, that, uh, don't, uh, don't overestimate your ability to cope with really tough shit happening. And, uh, now that, um, we got that out of the way, uh, I did have a, I did have a good moment in the past, uh, a uh, couple weekends last weekend um i uh went to a concert and uh it was one that i was looking forward to for uh quite quite some time it was uh a portugal the man um concert and um it was excellent it was uh it was great um you know concerts are like the closest thing that i have to uh to a church, um, you know, they're the closest thing that I have to some kind of uh, greater spiritual uh, experience um, because I am an atheist, uh, and um, now uh, while I don't, while I don't support like kind of like asshole atheists, like I I think a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are nihilists and just say they're atheists like that. Like I would consider myself a spiritual atheist, if you will. Like, I do not think that, uh, that doing uh, good is pointless. I, I don't think that the only, uh, purpose of life is just, um, you know, 
self-gratification or uh, uh, selfish, selfish instincts. And with that being said, I think agnosticism is kind of a stupid distinction um, to make of yourself. Like, and, and I think that it does more harm than good uh, with um, with reli- with uh, irreligion, uh, if you if you will, like. You know, I don't really see the sense in saying you're an agnostic instead of saying that you're an atheist. It's like, uh, so what are you saying? Like, an atheist just means that you don't believe in deities. So if you're an agnostic, what are you saying? You you potentially believe in deities? Like, uh, deities might? Uh, like, what is the sense in acknowledging, like, the reason why people... Um, uh, disconnect from religion is because it's just well bullshit quite frankly and uh and that you just want to believe in reality now my uh my hunch is that uh people uh say they're agnostics cuz they can't defend their atheism uh good enough is that they're not uh they're not scientifically minded enough to be able to uh defend their atheism so it's kind of like this uh fence sitting thing where they uh where they say they're agnostic but uh they just do that cuz like you know they want to be able to they they feel uh, annoyed by atheists maybe or they look at the worst of the worst of the atheists and say oh yeah you know i think that's a problem though so i want to find something else but really i mean all atheism means is that you just don't believe in deities and uh if you think you might believe in deities then you're fucking stupid <laughs> and and you should and maybe you should just believe in fucking religion or something <laughs> like <laughs> But I digress. Um, so yeah, the so concerts, going to concerts nowadays is kind of my um, modern uh, spiritual experience, you know, where you can just uh, connect with, because, uh, you know, you connect with these songs on a very, uh, very deep and emotional and, uh, and spiritual level that, uh, and they mean a lot and they mean a lot to you. And, um, you see, you see the people who created, uh, the songs actually, uh, performing them and, uh, you know, they're, they all see you and, uh, it's a very, um, it's definitely the closest I feel to like uh, uh, a form of like like deep uh, deep spiritual uh, meaning. Where as where like if I if I went to a sermon in a church, I would just like be like, "Wow, this guy's a charlatan," you know, pre- <laughs> preaching about hellfire to people who uh, don't understand uh, reality correctly. And it's just kind of like, um, it, it, it's kind of like I get really, uh, really evil vibes, uh, from there. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was terrific. Uh, every time I'm at a concert, I have, I have, you know, such a great time. I'm, I mean, I like, cause I, I make sure I lo- really love the artist's uh, that I go to, I make sure I support the artists that have given me, um, so much back in terms of like, uh, you know, hope, um, optimism, understanding, uh, understanding, um, 
deep shit that I'm going through and, you know, giving me kind of a, uh, you know, um, a, a voice of giving me some kind of voice of reason. And uh, just one moment, just one moment, please. All right, let's kick it back. I was uh, just just had a little uh, emergency phone conversation that I needed to get. Um, so just wrapping up with the Portugal the Man uh, concert. Um, now uh, I am a person who, um, let's say, uh, I do not buy albums. I do not buy uh, records or CDs or anything. So I download uh, the music that uh, I use. So now when I go to concerts, I feel like since I do this, since I, uh, since this is how I, um, since that is how I consume music, what, what I do is that I buy merch when I make sure I buy a lot of merch while, uh, I'm at, uh, I'm at concerts because, uh, you know, like those are the, artists who've really, uh, given a lot of their, uh, life to me. And, uh, they're kind of getting, uh, the shitty end of the stick as far as this, uh, uh, the technological, um, uh, internet, uh, age is, uh, starting to really take off and it's becoming easier and people have more access to, uh, to be able to, to be able to, uh, listen to their materials, uh, for free. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I, how I, uh, do it is if an artist has really been impactful for me, I make sure I buy tickets to their show, uh, and I make sure I buy merch while, while I'm at this show. And I make sure that I, uh, I, I get the party going that, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, I cheer for their songs and sing along with all their, with all their songs. I think, I think that is what I owe them for, uh, for, um, for, uh, you know, freely using their music as if, uh, artist has really, has really, uh, impacted my life. Then, uh, I make sure that, uh, that, uh, I reciprocate in, uh, some way that I know how. And, um, and I probably spent like $150 on merch. This is how much I love Portugal. The man is I bought a fucking $90 sweatshirt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, you know, the sweatshirt probably costs like $5 to make. So, I mean, you know, like that is, that is how I will, uh, that is how I give back in lieu of, um, um, I guess, um, using their music for free online. But I mean, I think it's a case where, uh, that technology hasn't sufficiently caught up to, uh, caught up to be able to, cause like, I would like, uh, here's a comparison I use is that, uh, like I was a DJ before, and uh, so why uh, why would I buy a whole album if I only or a whole CD if I, I only wanted to listen to one song? How much fucking sense does that make? So uh, you know, then you go down to okay, can I just buy one song? Like I would just like to buy this song off this album because I listened to it, and this is a, the and this is a song I, that I want. So. 
Now, while we shit on um, the, uh, while it is humorous, the uh, amount of money people are losing on uh, NFT investments, that I believe that uh, the future of NFTs will, is the closest thing we're going to come to solving uh, this sort of um this problem, this dilemma with uh, with artists and uh, and music, but uh, you know, while it, everybody just takes and takes and takes, um, I would like to, if an artist severe uh, really impacts you and impacts your life positively, then uh, you you do owe something to the uh, something to them. Like if you if you're uh, if you're really uh, you know. Uh, if you're really deeply moved by uh by somebody by somebody's art you should uh you should find some way to to reciprocate to them so um shout out to portugal the man terrific show um there is one thing i liked about them where they as a in the beginning of their concert um they brought out uh uh a native uh canadian uh canadian indigenous uh indigenous uh tribes uh or representatives of tribes in canada to uh, uh to introduce a show and i thought in lieu of um everything that has been going on uh with um the um the residential schools that uh that was uh does a very nice gesture uh as a gesture that uh was uh that i that i really respected um by by them um so yeah that was uh uh that was pretty cool the only one thing that um so uh as you know i went to the tame impala concert um before uh i felt that tame impala really had a good grasp of the songs that uh people liked from them and the songs that were that were good portugal the man i found like uh while they did play some really good songs uh purple yellow red and blue um while they while they did play um you know their uh some of their um, good songs they missed out on a lot of um uh, they, so, so so they played some like um like uh slayer and like they played uh pink, some pink floyd and uh they play, they had these um they had these uh songs spliced in with their uh with their songs um but man like uh portugal the man has so many good songs like i th- i felt tame impala uh was more aware of the uh good music that that uh that they um that they had and that the people wanted to see wanted to see from them like um they could have portugal the man left so much uh songs on the table they left a lot <laughs> a lot to be desired while they played they had a really great set i'm not uh knocking their set um it was very similar to the one that i seen at field trip where they were they had these uh songs spliced in with their music and uh, w- where it would serve to transition from like one song to another uh another great song they played of their own was um was got it all but the thing that uh, that I liked is that man, I I need to hear "Sleep Forever" before "Got It All" because of the because of the music video. Like "Sleep Forever" to not play "Sleep Forever" uh, was like a crime of that show. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, like 
uh, tons of other songs, aka M80 The Wolf, uh, 1989, uh, Slash My Way, um, like so many, so many songs, uh, so many, so American, uh, like they, they could have played a, a lot there. And so, like, I would have rather heard any of those instead of, uh, another brick in the wall by, uh, by Pink Floyd. So I don't know if it's just served as like kind of a transitory, uh, transitory, um, concert, um, concert thing where uh where they transition from one song to another or and that's just kind of like how they had it organized but i felt like they uh they uh they, that they could have really showcased a lot of their uh a lot of their great songs uh that uh weren't necessarily like um uh radio hits that uh that everybody knew but uh you know that's my one little uh nit to pick from <laughs> from the entire show so uh shout out to them for um for having a uh, tremendous uh tremendous show and for me having a having a great time um a great time there it was well needed it was very it was a long time coming since uh since been able to see a couple uh concerts and to go tame impala to portugal the man is uh uh, you know, I'm beyond blessed to, uh, to have had that happen so far in 2022. Okay. So, uh, moving on. Um, I wanted to inform you guys of a, uh, one of these kind of silly, uh, news stories where, um, I just kind of, am watching, uh, this and, uh, and, and not understanding. And I'm just like, this is news and just like, you know, the biggest, uh, the biggest exhaustive, uh, sigh I could, uh, I could come up with. So I guess, uh, they were, they were doing a news story on the, on this, uh, splitting the Oreo debate, um, as if the content wasn't, uh, uh, the, just the, the, the headline wasn't, uh, bad enough. So they were, um, the issue that they had was that you could not perfectly split an Oreo so that you could, that either the, uh, cream when you split the Oreo ends up on one side or another, like, what, <laughs> like, what are the odds? Like, what, are, like this? They're 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 mad that they can't split the Oreo so that there's an equal distribution of cream on both sides. Like, that's like the odds of like flipping a coin and it landing like uh in it landing on its side. Like that's that's so silly. Like the like the uh. Like there's a basically like a zero percent chance that you could e get the cream equally distributed on on both sides that it has to favor either one side or the other when you go to uh, when you go to remove it. Even if you have a twist, you end up with like a scant amount of Oreo cream on one side and a lot on a lot on the other. So I was doing some thinking um, a lot more than I wanted to on the situation and I think the I think the reason that 
the the people who uh, split Oreos tend to split them. So this isn't a this isn't a debate about one side or the other, or well, like it flipping on one side or the other. Well, why are you twisting it and uh, pulling it apart in the first place? It, you're doing it because the maybe the wafer of the Oreo is too large in uh, in distribution to the cream. I think maybe that's the issue. Where because uh, I mean, why are you eating it that? Why are you splitting it apart in the first place? It's because there's uh, there might be too much cookie on an Oreo, is uh, is what I'm getting at. So um, that's kind of uh, I just found it hilarious that a simple like uh, like that this is like basically like physics like that you're trying to it's like hmm why can't we do something that's like basically fucking impossible (laughs) like (laughs) like unless you had like a super thin laser to like split it exactly in half but what are you really complaining about what why do you want to split it in half in the why do you want an equal distribution of cream in the first place because maybe the wafer is uh, a little uh a little bit too big and then maybe that's maybe that's the issue that's what i that, that's what i think uh that's what i think the um under uh realized um thing is about this <sighs> so um moving on we have um uh i wanted to bring attention to um something that happened in, uh, in, in Canadian parliament. Um, so there was a instance of, um, complete self ownership where, um, where this, uh, MP, uh, rate, her name is, um, Rachel, Rachel Thomas. She, um, she, she basically owns herself. So I, uh, I'm going to get this uh, loaded up and um, hopefully the volume's not too loud. And we'll listen to this. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, dictator. I, I just did a quick review um, in, uh, in the dictionary. So according to o- the Oxford Dictionary, a dictator is a ruler with total power over a country, typically one who has obtained control by force. There are many Canadians that would believe that would hold the view that this does apply to Mr. Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> so, well, uh, many Canadians are really fucking stupid if uh, that's what they believe. I love that. Like, did she not read what she was, uh, what she was about to say? It was, uh, like, so she's basically... She basically contradicted, completely contradicted herself in her own beliefs by reading the dictionary definition. One of the most amazing uh, freaking cases of self ownership that uh, I have truly ever seen. <laughs> like, how could you? How could you? Like, like that's like you. Like, what did you think it was going to tell you? <laughs> like, do you think that's what dictionaries uh, uh, do? They just tell you what you want to hear. That was like, she was like so millennial. She's like, oh, dictionaries uh, just tell you, uh, just tell you what the, uh, your version of reality, your truth. <laughs> so um, that was kind of funny. Um, 
because, uh, yeah, as much as I don't like or don't care for Justin Trudeau, he did get elected uh, democratically that much. Um, that much I can't argue <laughs> argue against. Um, but, uh, you know, like... That's, I think just people want something to complain about. Like, uh, if all this COVID stuff was just to control us, then why are the restrictions uh, lifting? Like, I'm getting really sick of uh, these conspiracy babies. <laughs> like, at some point, you either need to find a, um, a um, reasonable solution to uh what we have now or you need to shut the fuck up like i mean uh all this complaining about uh about this and that and dictatorship and power and like um okay well what's your alternative what's your alternative to uh to how things are right now because um the way things are uh, need to be fundament fundamentally changed. Like we can't, like if you uh, if you want things differently, what are you offering? And uh, you just don't see that. It's these, these these people are just babies. They just fucking want to complain that things aren't exactly aren't exactly their way. And the and this is a conspiracy movement. Like before, online conspiracy movements were. Uh, they actually had these uh, these um, these ideas, like uh, these Buckminster Fuller type uh, ideas, on like a, a better way to um, to organize uh, society and a better uh, uh, um, a better way for for the planet in the future. And now it's just like people just want to be goddamn babies and bitch about everything without providing any solutions so what your solution is to vote for trump or desantis or like that that all the same problems are they not still there uh you know you believe that uh, elites are in control and um planning um everything out that uh is happening you believe that our reality is uh planned like uh by rockefeller uh going up to his calendar and going oh okay uh yeah, what day is it today? Okay, uh, time to release uh, the COVID uh, plan. Okay, and we, then we got um, then we got Fauci, and then after Fauci, we're gonna we're gonna cycle him uh, him out, and then uh, there's gonna be Putin, and, uh, and okay, Putin attack Ukraine now. Okay, so th this is a level of stupidity that you're dealing with. Is that they think that reality is is just completely planned out to uh, to uh, a degree that gives people that gives um, humanity uh, unfair credit for what <laughs> for um, what what it can actually accomplish at uh, at that sort of level. Um, so at a certain point, you need to uh, come up with ideas and solutions, or stop destabilizing. Um, our own societies because uh the future isn't or the present isn't exactly how you fucking want it and if you think that biden or trudeau are uh responsible for inflation you are too stupid to be voting you are really too stupid to be voting like 
unbelievable when uh when uh, uh gas prices uh shot shot up uh, after the uh saudi uh, pr- uh the saudi uh uh um prince died like so uh was that like trump's fault or like like inflation is happening because of events that like to how are you giving that much credit to Biden or Trudeau that they're <laughs> that they're ca- that they're ca- that they're causing inflation in, in such a way like this is just stupid you're just bl- you're just you're just like a you're just like playing whack-a-mole here like uh ideological whack-a-mole where you're trying to like hit your your mo- slapping at mostly air every now and then you'll hit something and boom oh it's conspiracy <laughs> absolutely ridiculous like the uh the level of uh of the level that political discourse has gotten to is just uh, this is unbearable i like i i can't i have to like completely remove myself from um from all uh ideological bendings and uh just kind of proceed uh proceed from there on my own and um you know, while I think it's uh, a lot of people like to another um, straw man they like to blame is the woke, and it's like I don't think it's uh, woke equals broke as much as it's like massive inflation and people cutting out unnecessary expenses. Like that's kind of that's probably why uh, you know why this like because you know let's let's be honest Netflix pandered to. Uh, pandered uh, a little more to uh to diversity uh to diversity because they had to or they i mean like uh you know they didn't do that uh they they didn't do that because they thought they were like going to lose uh lose viewerships and by and large they didn't lose viewer uh viewers until this kind of uh plateau but i just feel like uh you know, people have less spending power now. Um, you know, I know I'm like paying a lot more for living. I just moved, and uh, I'm paying significantly, uh, significantly more in, uh, in in living expenses from uh, from like renting and groceries. But I mean, I understand these are uh, there are world events that are happening that are, uh, that are giving rise to this, that, uh, I mean, like for me to, as much as I do not like Trudeau for me to sit there and, uh, and blame him for things that he's not responsible for. Now, what does that do? That makes me look like, uh, that looks me look unreasonable. Okay. That, uh, does not make him look unreasonable when, uh, when you're just, um, so hell bent on, um, when you're so hell bent on finding flaws with somebody that uh, you blame them for some things that they shouldn't uh, sh- that they shouldn't be blamed for, it makes your side look worse, and it gives him a uh, it gets him a greater um, a greater platform to be able to justify uh, his uh, leadership or his power, you know, and uh, so. Like I understand that my bills <laughs> have gone up a lot because of because of these factors that are by and large out of our control, and uh, 
we will see what happens hopefully when uh in a couple years from now and things uh start to stabilize and uh and uh we live with covid better as we are starting to right now or uh or it gets uh eradicated and then um who knows what ha- what's going to happen with uh with russia but i mean a large part of uh a large part of trade and uh, uh, a large part of that, uh, global trade was influenced by us needing to put sanctions on Russia. So, you know, what did you think? Do you think we shouldn't have put <laughs> put sanctions on Russia for what they're doing? You think is that a Trudeau thing, or is that just what any, what um, anybody would have done? Um, so again. Uh, I don't see anybody saying we shouldn't have. <laughs> Just to be uh, to be quite clear in our uh, political discourse. So you know, we give it a couple years and see uh, and see where where it is. And uh, you know, people are just cutting unnecessary expenses. And you know, that's and Netflix super unnecessary <laughs> super unnecessary expense. I mean, I wouldn't pay for Netflix. Uh, you know, I scroll through it and see mostly junk and. Uh, that's not something I'm willing to pay any amount of money for, um, per, per month. So I think like, um, the quicker people are to parade anecdotal evidence or anecdotal data as evidence that they're right, you can almost certainly know that they're on the losing side of, uh, whatever argument they're on. So that is just kind of, I think that's a good rule of thumb. That's a, come on. That's a good rule of thumb where if, you know, if somebody has a hair trigger, uh, hair trigger, uh, uh, um, um, hair, uh, a quick trigger finger to be able to, um, just, uh, puppet this, uh, this uh this anecdote around then uh, like uh, you know <laughs> you, you can almost tell that uh how desperate they are for that little piece of evidence that that is uh that that is somebody who's on the losing side of uh whatever argument they're on and uh you know people will say oh yeah you're just defending trudeau is like no i uh i i don't like trudeau um at all <laughs> and um i uh think it's is a massive d- uh disservice to the country of canada that justin trudeau is able to be our prime minister and kevin o'leary is not just because justin trudeau can speak french that is um, that is a massive injustice uh, to our country, and uh, I think like just hearing Kevin O'Leary and his um, and his uh, his comments on crypto and his uh, his um, his ideas on uh, how how to how to change Canada for the better, like having a good uh, robust capitalist. Uh, capitalist system that you know doesn't veer too far in the uh crazy american (laughs) uh uh you know direction where where you have to be fucking grateful for just being born in america type of deal like i think uh 
I think Kevin O'Leary really like uh, would have been would have been a great benefit to Canada, and it's kind of stupid that uh, you know just because he doesn't speak French that um, he uh, that he can't uh, be our prime minister, and we need to Canada needs to get past this uh, the the superficial uh, crap because uh, you know we're we're gonna miss out like on a lot of potential because we're just limiting um most canadians are not bilingual and do and you know the french people do not speak english and the english people do not speak french uh so (sighs) it's really just frustrating another thing that's frustrating about uh about canada right now is um how uh soft we are on um uh, vehicular homicides and uh, on uh, on um, on on death on uh, like um, people um, getting behind the wheel and uh, killing others um, and guess who pays for it guess who pays for for it we're starting to see uh, careless driving crack crackdowns where a cop will ticket you for going 20 over in a uh, you know, in a situation where you're just trying to pass somebody and, you know, that those sort of careless driver crackdowns are optics related. And since we're seeing a uh, huge uptick in uh, in car accidents and people dying like this guy is douchebagging in a Mercedes uh, um, going 100 over 100 in a 40 kilometers uh uh, in uh, in a Mercedes in a 40 zone, and then killed fucking uh, two kids, and he got a year uh, suspended sentence in prison. Now, the reason that he got so uh, he got nothing was because uh, he was 17 when this happened, and it was a young uh, offenders act. But if you are not if you are too young to go. Uh, to go to life in prison for killing two kids in a car, then you should be too young to fucking drive that car. End of story. Um, and we don't, and we don't just see this, uh, with kids is that like, even if he was, uh, he was, uh, an adult, uh, a technical, uh, legal adult, he would probably only be getting a few years. And, um, this is an, uh, an element of, uh, Canada that really, pisses me off um is like is like this um this like we're trying to be nice canadians but uh, like we're nice but if we're soft on crime that's not really nice that's us being fucking cowards that's us uh that you know that i, I think there's a confusion of uh of of being nice with cowardice and um that and that needs to stop. Like there, right now, we're seeing a shit ton of the uh, of these uh, of these accidents of these uh, people careless driving and dying. And it's not because people are going twenty kilometers over in um, twenty kilometers over uh, in a in an eighty kilometer zone. Okay, it's because it's not because we're not giving out enough tickets for that. Okay. It's not because we don't have a, it's not because we don't have enough artificial intelligence, uh, intelligence, um, uh, um, ticketing people for, uh, you know, going, uh, 14 over in, in a 70. 
it's because we're not, it's because if somebody, uh, does a serious crime is that they're not, uh, they're not paying for it enough. There's not enough disincentive, disincentivizers to, uh, to, uh, you know, committing a serious crime. And that's something Canada, I think, really needs to reflect on. And uh, and right now we're just taking it out on average citizens who uh, who don't uh, who who aren't uh, you know um, a risk at uh, of getting into these um, getting into these super uh, tragic accidents where we're taking it out on the wrong on the wrong people, like the people who. Uh, the people who are who are uh, you know going who are dangerous driving uh, aren't getting aren't aren't getting enough punishment and so there's not enough disincentivizers. It's the same thing with uh, with murders in Can- in Canada. Is that like they just get a fucking slap on the wrist? That's not being a nice Canadian. That's being a fucking coward. And we need to we need to get a lot tougher on. On the worst, uh, on the worst offenders of uh, the criminal justice system, instead of instead of forcing, uh, you know, good people who you know just want to pass by a uh, a old lady driving slow on a, on a Sunday afternoon. <sighs> now, there's another thing that is uh, uh, really uh, getting at me lately is. Um, in fast food, uh, there is kind of like a push towards, um, um, uh, you know, eco-friendly, uh, more eco-friendly stuff. Like, and now I wanted to talk about, uh, A&W and, uh, now let, now there's a little criticism I have with them and going too far into the, uh, into the eco direction where it's actually a disservice to, uh, to their products because like, um, you know, and some of their practices are good. Like where, uh, I like, uh, the, uh, grass fed beef and their burgers taste delicious and, uh, and not promoting factory farming, etc. But I think like this, like, have you ever had the, uh, straws there? These, um, these like straws are like paper almost. And they just like, I don't like them at all. And like they make the soft drink taste weird. And I'm pretty sure I'm getting like little chunks of fucking, uh, of paper in my like drink and I'm drinking it and it's like disintegrating while I'm fucking while, while I'm consuming it. Like, uh, and the fucking, um, the bags and, and stuff that they're, that they come into, like they, that the product goes in, like there'll be like a light rain and the bag will almost be disintegrated by the time. Like I fucking walk, uh, walk, uh, five minutes, uh, down the street. Like, like, you know, either, what do you either have us bring our own, like, uh, our own, um, our own reusable containers or like, or just do the thing that works. Right. I like, like, why am I eating part of my, like, I don't like, (laughs) why am I eating part of the packaging being just because, uh, 
you want to see more environmentally friendly. That's called the technology hasn't uh, caught up to uh, to what you want to do. Why should I have a shittier uh, eating experience because uh, because you want a virtue signal? Like, I mean, it's it it's kind of annoying. Um, and I would bring my own uh, reusable thing if that's just what they did. Like, I mean, uh, if I mean, if you're gonna do that, go all out. Don't you know? have have me have little chunks of like fucking packaging uh uh in my uh, in my fucking drink and make my drink taste shitty you know my drink tastes good in uh when i'm sipping it from a plastic straw because i don't get any fucking like particles uh into my into my drink and or at least none that it's like noticeable enough where uh where where it's uh where where it's like affecting the taste like uh so you know fast food is what it is <laughs> i i mean and uh if like uh if there's a solution that's uh be- that's better and we have to move t- and we have to move towards that well the company needs to needs to do it in such a way that it's it's not going to reduce the experience of uh of me going there like <sighs> But some things they do are good. Like I do like their, I do like their burgers uh, in their onion rings, uh, even though they give you a very scant amount of onion rings if you uh, if you order a full bag. But uh, also, I think uh, I think that um, it's like you should you should buy your own condiments or your own amount of condiments if you had just a reasonable price, like. Why do I got to ask for 10 like plastic bags? Like have like, okay, I want uh, you know, I want a small, medium or large, uh, like, um, barbecue sauce instead of like, you know, oh, I need like 10 barbecue sauce packages, like, <laughs> you know, um, uh, stuff like that. And I wouldn't mind paying for more, uh, as long as the price is reasonable, like, uh, like, uh, you know, so there's no way to escape the, um, the uh, environmental impact they're just uh ways to mitigate against it but don't make the product uh worse because of it <clears throat> so let's finish up on uh, a little bit of uh a little bit of sports talk um i did uh we have the nfl draft coming up uh very shortly about another week away and uh, now there's a couple players who are kind of holding out right now. I think one has uh, has a has an issue here, and the other does not. Um, the one that I feel has the issue is uh, has a legitimate issue is Debo Samuel of uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Now uh, he is a. Um, a wide receiver who is utilized as a running back in the head coach Kyle Shanahan's uh, scheme, and Kyle Shanahan has a uh, he almost like treats his players like they're pawns, like where like uh, and he really runs his running backs in particular into the ground, so to speak, where like he really uh, he really puts a heavy workload on on them. And so <clears throat> Debo Samuel is one of like the uh best performing um wide receivers and 
like Debo is so good that like you can't even create him on Madden. Like he's he's such a good uh he's such a good he's like a he's like a a running receiver I call him. Or and uh and uh, or some people call him a wide back. <laughs> but I mean, he can do both things incredibly well. And um now I own Debo Samuel in uh fantasy in fantasy leagues and um you know as uh angry as you can get that maybe he not he might not play this season <clears throat> I got to respect his decision here because um you know he's like he's got to think long term and I can't knock him for that like if he's going to be your Mr everything if you're going to if you're going to uh if you're going to use him to everything that uh you know run and um take uh take his uh life years off his cur- off his career then pay the man his goddamn money um you know if he's uh, i wouldn't want to make uh five million dollars a year do everything <clears throat> tear an acl and then never uh then never be the same again um that's called a business decision and uh like i said that's kind of how Kyle Shanahan uh, uh, coaches is uh, his running backs always get injured and he always over uh, uses them and um, and you see like and you see the and you because he has a very running uh, uh, running scheme system where they're running a lot and they're a lot of pre-snap uh, or pre-snap motion and um, a lot of uh, east to west running, so you put a lot of miles and a lot of wear and tear on your body doing that. So, um, so it's like uh, if you're gonna do that, you should be getting at least twenty million dollars a year. And if you're gonna be that guy who's uh, you're gonna rack up like all the, all this mileage, um, then you should pay him. And um, as much as uh, as much as I would like him on Kyle Shanahan's system and scheme for for my fantasy team, I can understand uh, his side. Of, I can understand his side of the equation, and uh, <clears throat> I can't believe San Fran is not paying him. That they're just going to cheap out on this. Um, he's like he was like uh, he was like all of their offense last year, so. Uh, Hopefully they could work it out. It doesn't look like it's gonna go that way. But either way, I feel like Debo will be valuable no matter where he goes. And uh, I hope somewhere, someone is willing to pay pay up for him and utilize him, <coughs> utilize him in uh, the way that uh, that is gonna be that is gonna be most productive for him and uh, and the team. And uh, you know. That's all. That's all you could really hope for. Um, you know, you can't get mad. You can't knock a guy for for wanting to make a a, a smart uh, business decision for his health and uh, and his uh, longevity in uh, in the NFL. Now, Debo holding out had a case. The uh, person who I feel does not have as much of a case is Kyler Murray, where. Um, if I was Arizona, I would call his bluff. I would, uh, you know, I would let him. Uh, I I would let him sit because he. I don't think he's shown enough. Uh, I don't he, like 
have they even made it to the playoffs? Like you, um, you had like one hail mary victory against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, teams are kind of scheming against uh, against him and uh, um, not, you know, avoiding uh, avoiding um, defending the middle of middle of the field, middle intermediate intermediate uh, range of the field where he is statistically uh, not a, not as good at hitting receivers. Um, he's injured a lot. He was injured. He was injured a lot. Uh, and, um, you know, is having trouble finishing out full seasons. <clears throat> like, um, I, I didn't see enough from him. Um, I didn't see enough. Uh, now it's not that, um, I didn't see enough where I don't think he can be a good player or I didn't see enough where, um, <laughs> Where I don't think he has a potential, or I, I I don't think he has a potential to be great, but I've seen enough uh, red flags where you at least want to see a full season of uh, him being healthy and operating on offense before uh, before you pay him. Like I, I I I'm not gonna pay if I was GM of the Cardinals, I'm not gonna pay Kyler Murray a hundred million dollar uh, contract. Unless it's for like five five years, I don't know. Even then, uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Even twenty million, uh, twenty million per year. I mean, you know, you're hitching your wagon to him as as your quarterback without with uh, for the next five years without a note. Um, and I, and I'm not doing that. I so I would call his bluff, and I don't think he has enough leverage to be able to be pulling off be pulling off this sort of move he had you know he hasn't had enough on field uh on field uh on field um highlights and on field display of uh of greatness to be able to you know justify you know a couple hundred million dollars type type of deal and i think this is out of line i think he should get and now if if he came out and he performed this season I would have no problem doing it. I would have, uh, I'd have no problem. He has a nice full season, fully healthy. Uh, you know the <clears throat> the kind of narrative so far is as a season kind of drag drags on that you're starting to see uh, the wear and tear on Kyler and uh, and that he's uh, his um, is less impact. He is as his uh, technique, his style is less impactful as uh, as the season uh, starts to wear wear on. So that uh, that was uh, that is kind of what uh, the contrast in um, in uh, in the holdouts in, that the NFL currently has. <clears throat> I'm not going to go too much into the draft. We'll talk about it when it when it happens and see what happens, but. A lot of the draft and players getting drafted is dependent on situation. Like if uh, you know, uh, you can be a good, a very, very talented, but be in a bad situation and and not see the field and not get to show get to show it as much. So, you know, <clears throat> I like to kind of comment on um, on uh, the draft af- after it happens. Um, so. We'll probably do a little bit, a little bit more uh, sport, uh, sports, and commenting on uh, uh, commenting on sports after the NFL draft, and really kind of analyzing the teams um, before the start of uh, 
for the start of preseason and OTAs and training camp and all that. But uh, anyways, it's uh, been a slice. Um, I will see you all again real soon. Hopefully, I will not. Uh, I will not wait uh, too much longer before before the next pod that I do. So, will be sooner than later. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was the world according to Kyle podcast. Take care. Have a good one, y'all.